What do we want from surf films in the first place? We want them to be entertaining? Sure. We also want them to be up to date and nicely filmed. But we want more. We want some measure of awareness or edification. Surfing often leaves a society of sport and wanders into obsession, therapy, or spirituality, which can be powerful and powerfully good, but also a little strange and confusing. So consciously or not, most of us are looking for justification, context, or meaning. We'd like to have the sport better explained to others and to ourselves. Surf movies can do that. From the Encyclopedia of Surfing, I'm Tyler Brewer in Brooklyn. And I'm Jamie Brewer in London. This is the Sunday Joint, where we roll up Matt Warshaw's weekly newsletter for a deep inhale of surfing's past, present, and future. In this episode, we pull from Rough Cut, Surfing on Film, from Matt's article in the Surfer's Journal, Volume 7, Issue 4, where Matt dissects the history of surf cinema and questions, why is it so hard to make a good surfing movie? We break down some of the greatest and worst of surf cinema, from the heavenly heights of the endless summer to the hellish gates of hell within God's hands. We give our take on surf cinema, plus another round of Stump My Bro. How'd you like harsh, that? Harsh, harsh one on uh, in God's hands. There, the hellish gates of hell. Yo, that movie is. You know, I'm sorry, it's still not cult classic because it's nothing good about it. It's so bad. I mean, I find that movie really difficult to watch, and and I loved in uh, Matt's article how he's like talks about how a really bad idea to try to make surfers actors you know it's better to make an actor a surfer but to make surfers actors is just asking for too much i think <laughs> yeah well it's interesting because i've i've i i've totally agreed with that when i read that <laughs> i do agree <laughs> watching the well actually i you know i i can't say i've seen the film in the last two decades I mean, yeah <laughs> but i think maybe it was more because i had ab envy um <laughs> <laughs> i know i mean gosh Shane Dorian and and Matt and Matt and uh, Matt George particularly, <laughs> but also um. But then, you know, there there are some films, not surf films, but which uh, which have used real people but not actors, and and it's worked. You know, yeah. like um, uh, speaking of in God's hands, you you remember um the Brazilian film uh, City of God, you know, yeah, yeah, and that had real you know, people from the favela in it. Yeah. But it it worked somehow. Well, it worked because it's it was a coherent story. And, <laughs> you know, from, from what I remember reading and hearing, In God's Hands was written on the fly. Like they would be filming somewhere and Matt and uh, was it um, Zalman King were, were like, writing new scenes and then like right we need to fly here now and film this like crazy like who you gotta plan it out a little bit you gotta have the the you gotta have 
you know, what the message you're trying to get across at least. And in that movie, I don't know what the fuck the message was. <laughs> that Jaws can be paddled. I guess that's been proven, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, or actually they kind of almost prove that Jaws can't be ridden because the guy, because Matt Warshaw's character who paddles into it dies on the first wave paddled into. So <laughs> they're wrong. And, and it's, it, it's interesting because in, in that, in this particular article that, that Matt wrote, you know, he does talk about, you know, why haven't there been, you know, a great a, a cinematic surf film, you know, with, you know, a fictional story, you know, and he made suggestions of kinds that could, and uh, yeah, like, why well, is I it mean, so hard? Why is it so hard to make a good Hollywood or cinematic surf movie? Do you think? Well, well maybe it's not, maybe it's not necessarily impossible, but, you know, maybe it's not necessarily like you can't do it, but maybe surfing ends up um, leading filmmakers astray. You know, like when people maybe in the first uh, place, whoever, uh, like like uh, the sweet sirens, you know, who lead captains astray. Surfing always has a way of doing that. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times when 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 an average person thinks about surfing throughout time, you know, they. they they're attracted to it for the, you know, the romance of it and the beauty of the nature and the, the aesthetic, the the, the aesthetic and the acid. I think the aesthetic distracts people because Matt suggested in it, you know, perhaps, you know, like a, the story about Duke Hanamoko's life with all its you know, oh, ups and downs great. and then surfing would be an aside to it, but that's not the aesthetic. You know, I suppose it's more just about a surfer, but all the other stuff to it. Yeah, it's the it's the Lorelei for all the uh, filmmakers, but I mean, <laughs> okay, you're gonna need some footnotes in this episode. Lorelei, it's a, it's a mythology Lorelei. basically. Lorelei on the Rhine, the German Rhine, who would lead the captains astray, and they would crash their boats. You know, okay. it's, a, it's a it's a whole myth thing. You know, it's a German mythology, and I think like a little bit of ring cycle action in there. Opera. Maybe we could have a surf movie based on, you know, sirens, you know. Uh, I, I would love to see, uh, I think it'd be really fun to do a remake of Splash with the surfing element to it. Eugene Levy was great in that. <laughs> Tom Hanks. I know when he was like, yeah, he's still a comedian. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So, so we've do dove right in to the shallow end. <laughs> At first, broken know, necks. Ow, ow. Um, it, talking about talking about you know surfing on in in um you know, like ah stories. You know we we've yeah. talked about the you know the actual like cinema style that you go to watch a film. Whereas uh, and I guess um that's it. You know like. Oh God, so much to talk about, isn't there? You know, like yeah. what what is a surf film? You know, what are the different types? All the things. What what do you want to start off with? Well, well, I I I like I feel like here's my thing on the Hollywood surf movie and and where everyone goes wrong. They keep trying to make the movie almost about surfing. And and it shouldn't be about surfing. Surfing should be the vehicle that tells a much better, larger story. Um, that, that's always, I always feel like that's where, you know, I think personally, I think big Wednesday works for me, 
you know, surfing is the element, but it's really a coming of age story. You know, it's an it's a story of people getting older and relationships changing and priorities changing. Uh, to me, like I think that's that's why Big Wednesday kind of works for the most part as a Hollywood cinematic surf movie, because it's not surfing is a heavy element to it, but it's really the the real storyline is is this friendship, uh, these friendships as they grow older and evolve and you know, and the responsibilities of life happen, all of that sort of stuff is, is kind of, you know, that's the through line there that makes it kind of work and makes it connect to people who may not uh, surf, you know, and mm. they can, you know, I think you have to make it relatable to people. Uh, you have to make, you have to pick a theme and want to tell a story so that everyone can identify with it and surfing's just this vehicle. And then you'll, you'll be able to educate people on surfing and, and the fun things about surfing and surf culture along the way without guess, having to make it too I much of an emphasis. Big Wednesday had the potential to be a really good surf. Movie. Yeah. It, it, it fell short. Like for some people, for me, it, it, it carries, it resonates. You know? <laughs> Does it? Yeah. I, I just thought they, yeah, it was a, perhaps a little two dimensional, the characters, they didn't delve deep enough into them when they right. probably, probably started off down some paths and then didn't explore them. I always, I always feel like big Wednesday was, was a bit like a nice coffee table book with some nice little articles <laughs> in it. Whereas it's not really a cohesive, a, a narrative where you get sucked into these multi-dimensional characters with lots of depth and it, you know, it it feels like a, it feels like to me. It really feels like, um, uh, you know, like this collage of 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 a, of surfers' life rather than a, a, a deep story about it. Perhaps. True, true. You know, it 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 could be. I it definitely. I think they. It could be. That could be remade, and you could add mm. a lot more depth to it. Um, I think, and that could be really interesting, you know, mm. uh, add some more backstory, add some more, more depth to some of the characters, a little less surfing footage and a little bit more of character development. Yeah. Know? And maybe focus on one or two characters rather than all of them, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think nowadays, you know, you can make it, um, you know, you know, you can make it of, of mixed genders, too, and relationships as well, which could be really interesting. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, Mid-90s by Jonah Hill. No. So for our listeners and anyone, I highly recommend this movie. It came out about a year or two ago, and it's about skateboarding. And, but it's really a coming-of-age story with the kid who takes up skateboarding because he's, you know trying to find friends his brother picks on him all the time makes him feel really shitty and so he you know finds like a, a group of skaters and they take him in and it's about like the initiation of becoming a skater and it's really heartfelt really well done and you know there's a lot of character development a lot of quiet scenes though where you just you're get picking up a lot from from very little being said but more from the movements the actions of people it's it's really good i really it's not too heavy-handed is it no i didn't think so i didn't feel feel like that i felt like it really captured for me 
growing up in the 90s and skateboarding and surfing, it I identified with lots of pieces of that. I totally saw myself in, in different characters at different points. And I was just like, oh, my God, holy shit, I'm getting so nostalgic and getting a little teary eyed even, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that would be kind of cool. And I also just finished watching Skater Dater that uh, Matt Warshaw recommended. And this is like, apparently it's the first skateboard movie ever made. And it's fucking brilliant. It's, it, it's basically like, there's no speaking whatsoever in it. And it shows these kids skateboarding in the sixties on clay wheels. And they're, you know, it just shows them hanging out and doing what kids do. But girl catches his eye, one of the boy's eyes. And was it about, made back then? It was made in the sixties. How long is the film? It's 15 minutes or 17 minutes long. Mm. And, you know, and then it's like, boy, sees a girl and all of a sudden she sees a little interest and deviates from his friends and his friends kind of are like, you know, kind of, you know, get a little upset that he leaves them for this girl. And, you know, it's 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 fascinating. And apparently Matt told me that uh, someone used it to show um, as an intro to, um, you know, uh, puberty in school, you know, when they start talking about sexual education, they use that as an intro for it <laughs> to explain what's going on with yourself a little bit and kind of explain, you know, the changes that are going to be happening as you become a teenager. <laughs> well, what's so interesting, the way you described it, it's like it's a 15 minute film without anything being said. And like in in recent times you know with with the internet with youtube and stuff like that you've been able to have these short films now don't have to be something that only niche artsy people go to watch like and you could really that's what you could do with surfing is you could hone in on one aspect and really do a third unpretentious unheavy-handed unsentimental kind of job on something and tell a story in however long you need to tell it it doesn't have to be a two-hour thing it could just be 15 minutes half hour 45 minutes well that's like uh as being like a jury member on, on multiple film festivals and having started and ran a film festival um i found the shorts to be the most creative to be honest and the most enjoyable to watch um surf movies you know particularly if there's no plot over 30 minutes it's just fuck you don't need that anymore you know it's just you know if you can't say or show what you want to show in 30 minutes like of a surf film like particularly like performance oriented like you're not a good filmmaker you know Mm. i mean sure there are there are the classics which are like an hour 45 minutes you know and and those had narration though and so they can keep your attention and they would highlight different bits and you can always come back to them but today like it feels like most surf movies uh that are over 30 minutes it's just like you probably you probably could have cut it into 30 minutes at least and i remember a lot of times you know when i was picking out films like i even told some filmmakers like love this movie but you need to cut it you need to cut it down to 30 minutes because it's just too much you know, it's over, 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 overbearing and too much a lot of times. I guess it was harder in the past, though, wasn't it? Like, because either you'd go somewhere to watch a film. Right. And you wouldn't you wouldn't go there just for one 
short film yeah so you needed to be long i mean this is a long time ago and yeah. then when, once you had to buy something it, once you could watch films at home you know starting in the 80s with vhs and then dvds and stuff um it, i guess you still like it just the cost of, you had to justify of, of, of the, the of the case of the, <laughs> yeah. the dvd and the shipping of it it yeah. would have cost a lot but you'd have to give them a bang for buck you had to give them lots of you know chips totally. and french fries to make it seem like uh, whereas now and actually i guess starting when, when you and others started doing the the surf film festivals you could have multiple films and you could have those i'm mean, the first time i ever saw a short surf film was at one of your festivals it was something that happened in australia with a green surfboard and a guy on a farm what was that i keep meaning to ask you, Do you i that? forgot i gotta take a look i gotta go through the archives it's just so many sometimes like i've I've lost track, you know, yeah. for sure. But there's, but but nowadays, like, if you go online, there's obviously in, we're inundated with surf media, but there's also some some really high quality short stuff going on. Yeah, there. there's amazing stuff out there. I mean, dude, I mean, there's stuff for Instagram that's short, you know, that's amazing. You know, there's, I mean, there's a there's so much out there. Uh, it's it's a little it's overwhelming for sure. Like I'm definitely like, I, I I like when I'm thinking of like, so I prepared a whole shit ton of lists for this episode, by the way. <laughs> so like <laughs> um, when I was thinking of it, like the last 10 years have been just so difficult. It's so difficult to pick out because there's a lot of good content. There's so much. And every year when I watch like the movies for the London Surf Film Festival, I'm always, and I have to judge and, you know, and it's just like, God, the, the level is really high. There's incredible uh, diversity of voices out there too. And the, obviously the affordability is great. Um, you know, compared to like when we grew up in the nineties, it was like cheap to make, but the quality was shit and budgets were low and everyone was just ripping off Taylor Steele for the most part. You know, but, no, but that's this article that you're quoting that, that Matt wrote in the nineties yeah. It was at that point in time, his assessment of it was what you just said, like surf movies. And we're talking, most of it was about, yeah. you know, like, a, you know, watching, you know, document, surf documentaries, yeah. not, not stories. And surf porn. Just, surf porn would be the surf the, the porn. That's the word. Term. Yes. I guess. Surf porn. Yeah. We've had surf porn for, for up until that point. Yeah. We had loads of those surf porn, but it just got to the point where it was, it was unwatchable. You know, a lot of it was unwatchable. It was really, but you still watched it because you needed, you wanted to see stuff. But you at that point up. in time, it, that was before the surf film festivals came out. It was before the internet was properly working. Like uh, back then, you know, I mean, it was like, oh, it's, you almost, it, it's amazing. You want to go back to that, the people back then and say, look what's happened. It's like yeah. things have really changed. Like, well, I would say, you know, like you had, um litmus come out with andrew kidman you had thicker than water come out with jack uh jack johnson and you had thomas campbell's the seedling those mm. three movies i think propelled and inspired uh, a bunch of filmmakers and really got started to force different different directions in surf film and started being like oh gosh this is a surf film could be like this oh really cool really amazing you know it can have it could say something even or you know or just be a really cool travel 
you know, movie, you know, like Thicker Than Water. You know, there's no real uh, narration, but there's dialogue, there's people speaking, but there's no cohesion, really. It's just travel, like a travelogue, but really beautifully done. And and the music is great. And, you know, it's really artistic quality music. Yeah, totally. You know, so um, would you do you have like a definitive surf film list? Like if you if you were like to introduce someone to surfing, like a new new person is surfing and you wanted to give them like a great overview of like the most important surf films of all time. Do you, do you have a list of that at all? Or do you, what do you think would be on that list? Well, he's got Anchor Factory at the top. Oh, um, yes. He's yeah. my, my uh, for our listeners, I, I made a home movie, a travel movie of uh, going to Morocco. And uh, it's, it's on Vimeo, but it's, um, it's not that great. <laughs> Music's good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good, actually. And that, I suppose that was you made that when all of a sudden you could make a film at home with, uh, without, without breaking the bank, you know, yeah. all you needed was iMovie and a camcorder and, and yeah, just, you know, whatever music you could steal. Um, and that, that I couldn't believe it when you made that, I was just like, what? what? I didn't know you could do that. That was <laughs> early two thousands. And cause just a few years before that, you would have had to buy film editing equipment. Yeah. And even with VHS, all of a sudden with the digital is just mind-blowing mind-blowing how it changed Mm. oh so i mean lists it's weird it's a tricky one because uh if you wanted to show people right now what surfing is i feel like there's a lot of stuff out there that i don't know about which could probably say it quite well you know and i think there's so many people coming into surfing this is interesting now you know like talking about how surfing has become such a boom and so many people get into it and so many people get into it as an adult now Yeah, um, that, you know, there's obviously cons to it, but the pros are you get a lot of outside influence. It's not as, um, or, you know, it's not as incestuous. Yes. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not as bland. You get, you know, like if every so often you, when we talk about like a top surf photographers, like we have before, a lot of them got influence outside of surf photography and they came back and brought it in and it influenced it. A lot of times the big shifts in surf media in general were influenced from the outside. You know, like tracks magazine was heavily influenced by Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. And, and, and now I guess there's some, a lot of people who have experience in other arts or areas of life have come in. And I imagine there's probably something really good right now to show them. So it's it's tricky because, of course, like probably the most watchable long surf movie is, and which communicates the soul of surfing, if you, yes. for lack of a better word, is you know like the end of summer. Um, however, because I mean, the end of summer is a masterpiece, like you can watch that over and over again. You don't have to be a surfer; it's totally watchable. It gives you, at the time especially, it, it probably gave you a very clear idea of what surfing was about it communicated a good message but then now it one it's obviously very outdated surfing isn't like that anymore um and it's also you know this there's obviously things that you cringe watching now that you do like, you, you want to like give it a little disclaimer as well maybe yeah <laughs> yeah but it's still you know like if you could no one's been able to make a film like that again really you know where it just yeah. really says this is 
what surfing is and can be and this is the different ways to do it this is one of the nicest ways to go about doing it and we're going to show you a window into a couple people's lives i don't i can't think of any surf movie that i know of that's done that again i think uh jack mccoy's deeper shade of blue tried to do something like that they tried to tried um didn't fully succeed but i i guess like I put together a list of, of if someone wanted to understand like mainstream surf film history, you know, oh, and wanted to totally get, get a, a good overview. Um, yeah. Right now, I don't think there's anything that could, could capture it. I mean, maybe like, I mean, I think like you had maybe like step into liquid, which tried to do that early on, but again, it doesn't, doesn't meet today's standard. It was too deliberate, those films. You know? Yeah, you know. And even then, at that time, I, it was it was too deliberate. It was too... Even heavy. Riding Giants, do you think? I mean, that's kind of... Oh, that one was, kind of did a, did hit, hit it pretty well, you know? That was a very well-made film, but it showed one aspect of surfing. Yeah. It didn't say, this is surfing. It showed one aspect. I would love to see, like, a version of Amazing Surf Stories now kind of like what Surfer Magazine did in the 80s, where it pulled from all over surfing and surf culture and put it into one little bit, you know, and you had these sections that covered lots of bits of surfing. I know it's cheesy, that movie, but I really loved it. I thought, Inherent Bummer made, a, made an attempt at that last year with right. their uh, surf movie. But again, like, it was pretty similar for the most part, you know, all the sections, you know, just good surfing. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, the Amazing Surf Stories, the Scott Dietrich film in 86, 87. That, that film was very much like a Warren Miller ski film. You yeah, know, like a, a I would love a, a Warren Miller. It was, was kind of like, yeah. you, you know, when you, you, you look at, I, I don't know, maybe Time Magazine or some magazine when they go like the year in review. Kind yeah, of thing. that was a bit what it was like. I, I mean, what I did do. And I'm not. I don't have to start going into my list, yeah. but I broke it into different categories. And again, my films, I kind of, uh, I don't think when I start to think of the films, I kind of lost track over the last ten years, and I haven't really thought of. I've thought of stuff that I know before, but I, I, I made a couple of categories, and that might be something worth okay. talking about. You know, kind of all right, most influential, um, yep. most best capturing the zeitgeist of the time mm. um, uh, ones that marked a turning point right um, I like that ones ones that were very informative so that like yes like you said and i have amazing surf stories in this list if you wanted to show someone at the time or if they wanted to learn about surfing what's going on that would be a thing yeah and then um then the other two categories were most original and then uh best for like cinema like to watch a story like we talked about before i threw in i did for my categories just to throw out there we don't have to go through mm. all of them but i did uh top bio surf films mm. uh, i thought that's a really important category in surfing and surf film you know surf film history yeah there's been some great ones and I did surf movies that are important and need to be watched you know and these are movies that uh maybe have um moral uh stories or have or documentaries and tell a really interesting story that i think it brings new perspective to surfing uh i did worst mm, hollywood I did, attempts yeah. i did nice. best hollywood attempts 
And then I did this huge list where I called it world building. And then the, and for, I did my head cannon for anyone who watches like star Wars or anything mm. like that. I did, I built a surf cinematic universe in my head of movies that interconnect in some way and create, tell the whole story of surfing. The uh, tapestry. The tapestry of surfing for me, at least in my head, you know, I don't know if anyone else would agree, but I call it the surfing cinematic universe. <laughs> that's, that's a good one because that's the thing. It's like, yeah, what you might think surfing is might be, and what I think surfing is might be really different from what someone else thinks surfing is. And we might look at them and say, wait, what, what how, where did you get that idea from? You're like, well, this is my canon. Yeah. Right <laughs> the head canon, you know? <laughs> Instead, I was talking to a couple of guys the other day about Star Wars and they, they were saying how the Star Wars world yeah. is really good. Yeah. The individual films, not so much on the cinematic, own, but, the, but the world yeah. is, the Although they, one of them said Empire was actually a good standalone sci-fi film. Absolutely. I mean, if yeah, if, I mean, if you want to talk, get into that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, the, the cinemas, are, you know, they're good. They're fun. They're great popcorn movies. But the world building and the thought and attention to detail is so fascinating. And, you know, that's why I like also those Marvel movies are incredible because everything interconnects. And so... With surf, there's one one thing. Yeah. Just one more category before yeah. you are, and throw it out there. What you're saying, what you have to have, it's just the films that are just the best psych up films. You know, that get yes. you pumped to go Pump surfing. Bombs. That Absolutely. just you want to watch, put it in, and just make you want to go out there and get get off the couch. You know, the amp up films. Absolutely, you know, which I think that's a really interesting genre that I feel like has. You know, it doesn't totally exist. I mean, there there are a few movies that come out, like Snapped Four and you know, Snap Three that came out, um, the Inherent Bummer movie, and you know, Kai Neville had done a few, but there's not like, and there's some bio stuff, you know, like biography surf ones, or or just like it focus on an individual surfer. But feels like now there's not as many amp up surf movies because it's all on your Instagram and YouTube. You know, it's all like well, short yes. clips. Sure, Instead. yes. And well, and that's a lot of times in the past, you would only watch it, you'd only watch a section for like yeah. 15 minutes anyway. I mean, I for a psych up film the other day, I watched, you know, like um the, the, the Channel Islands mid, you know, CI yeah. mid, you know, review, you Get know, you that pumped pumped up because you got your because you got your <laughs> mid CI mid. Jamie no, where, where they make Devin Howard and Jared Mills surf as uh, Goofy Foots with some nice jazz music in the background. <laughs> That's the one. There's a good edit where they watch those guys. So I got pumped up to do my thing on my. Uh... <laughs> but I, I, I would say so. Like I'm gonna read off this list really quickly. This is my cinematic universe here. All right. Okay. The big sir. All right, starting number one. And it's kind of chronological. Wait, are you going from here? Oh, chronological. Okay. Then what's chronological? Going in? <laughs> All right. The big surf by Bud Brown. Surf fever by John Severson. The endless summer by Bruce Brown. Surfing holidays by Bruce Brown. Slow, slow down. Actually, slow down. Uh, all right, all right. I can interrupt you. But I mean, this is a long ass like list. This is a long ass list, by the way. Maybe okay. Well, how about this? Well, me and the listeners get accustomed to your cadence then you can start to pick up the speed okay all right so endless endless it's sort of like uh the drum in filthy habits for sonny garcia segment yes that matt warsha that uh matt warsha did all the words no 
Yeah. He didn't do that. He did Bob Hurley. Summer. Yeah. No, he did the drum. Oh, he did the drum. Okay. Yeah, he actually did the drum, I believe. Um, okay, so endless. Oh, summer. that would have been the stump. No. <laughs> Who would know that? How would you know that unless well, you I wouldn't to have him? known exactly. it. You would have but you finally got me. So uh Endless Summer, Surfing Hollow Days by Bruce Brown. Then it goes to Innermost Limits of Pure Fun. Then I go Evolution and Sea of Joy. Uh, because I feel like they, that kind of is the link to innermost limits, right? Like you have endless summer is kind of like the end of almost a certain period, right? That, that, mm-hmm. that pioneer, you know, mainstream surf culture. And then it starts to get a little crazy with innermost limits. And, you know, they're still kind of riding longer boards, but you see George Greener on the shortboard and it's mind blowing. Then you got evolution, sea of joy, um, you know, uh, also you would throw in fantastic plastic machine in that era too. That's you, like you the transition. Just, you skipped hot generation. I mean, that one actually. Yeah, I like did. It. I did skip it. I'm sorry. Too, too much longboarding. Too much longboarding. Um, then, the last 20 minutes. Of course. But I, I threw in fantastic plastic machine because that is the link, right? That is the one where like everything goes off the rails and, all of a sudden where every it's like we took a tab of acid and everything's colorful now or uh you know and then you go into cosmic Have you actually t- watched that yeah i watched it online recently oh, i've only seen clips of it then uh then we have uh cosmic children crystal voyager pacific vibrations morning of the earth five summer stories fluid drive free ride i threw in big wednesday bali high Follow the sun, blazing boards, beyond blazing boards, because the air, Aki's air, is just like, all of a sudden shit changes. I throw in North Shore, surf into summer, then surfers the movie, because it does a nice little overview. It's kind of like, you know, maybe I would say that's kind of like the Force Awakens of of surfing in some ways. (laughs) Um, Or something like that. Then uh, Kelly Slater, Black and White era changing right into momentum endless summer two is really important what's really going on lost i mean that is like boom all of a sudden the, the, the anti-heroes come in I mean, ty, ty, you're just listing pretty much every like decent surf movie that ever came no, out th- i'm told this is my cinematic universe they all connect there's connective tissue in all of them and they all like it's a it's a transition it's a gradual transition if you were to watch them it would be this gradual transition of performance and surfing no, and surf that's culture. That's the thing, Tyler. Okay, you are giving us a window into your world. Yeah. <laughs> nobody is going to, if you said, if you went and watched them, if you went and watched them, you wouldn't have a life anymore. You need to, this, the person <laughs> listening to this who's going to actually do this has to be seven years old right now because that's- Because they'll be too old. They're not going to make it to the end. <laughs> How about I'm, I know I'm interrupting you, but maybe yeah. perhaps on Instagram you could like publish this list. Of course. What about right now? If you had to say, look, okay, you've got uh, all right over the over the summer holidays. I know not everyone has summer holidays, but like yeah. over the over the next uh, month or so, you 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 have a life and all this stuff. But I want to give you like okay. So if you said to someone, if you want to have the star wars universe okay there's nine films i know there's yeah. lots of other stuff yeah as well, but you can 
you can you can get it in nine films and you'll have oh, right. the main thing if you were do you like if you were going to do your your canon but in in just like six, nine films six to nine films six to okay. nine films could you do it endless summer it? would be first i think endless summer would be my first then i would say probably it'd be kind of a toss up with evolution sea of joy maybe and then I would go to uh, Morning of the Earth, and then Five Summer Stories. Then it's like, it gets hard through the 80s, I feel like. I feel like Blazing Boards would be in there. Then maybe Surfers the Movie, Kelly Slater Black and White. But it's like a toss-up between black and white momentum, isn't it? Right? Oh, uh, yeah. If you had to choose between the two, you'd have to go with momentum. Yeah, I think that, momentum. That. I would do that. Then uh, searching for Tom Curran. What am I up to now, count-wise? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, no, you know what? Leave searching for Tom Curran out. That's like Luke Skywalker's solo film. So litmus would have to be be in there. I think litmus is like that that change. Um, then maybe like modern collective, potentially. Mm. It's a very very yeah. Um, that's I think because the the people in modern collective are still still cooking there. Yeah, you know maybe you know it's hard to pick like to pick a, a film per generation maybe would be interesting. Listeners, we want to hear your feedback. Post it on our Instagram <laughs> at Sunday Joint at the Sunday Joint. <laughs> well, if if we're doing this, let me yeah. ask you these questions then. You yeah, know, back to like, uh, like I was saying, you know, like the ones that captured. Hmm, it's funny. There's some overlap with you know the most influential and yeah. capturing the zeitgeist. You yeah, know, type of thing. Um, like the the films that actually influenced surfing itself and surf culture what what do you think like just a few what would you put on endless that? summer for sure um, what, what, and and say what do you think that influenced oh it, it it sparked a whole bunch of people i mean it influenced people who didn't surf to surf you know i think it was i mean you could say gidget did that too but because yeah, at that point by the time in the summer came out surfing had already hit a fever pitch and in fact actually it was filmed i guess what 63 64 but it didn't yeah it was still showing in cinema 66 Six, 66 and by that point at 66 the boards were starting to go short and that was the end of the popularity yeah of I, but I in mean, the summer influenced people to hit the to road travel exactly yeah. it, it really influenced a that whole generation of travel for sure um, but yeah, Gidget would probably be, <laughs> be one of the most influential surf films, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, then it kind of, I guess surfing kind of goes dark in terms of Hollywood and stuff. So you would, you'd probably have to, I think, throw morning of the earth in there. Right. Cause so it morning got, of the earth. Well, it okay, got so people to Indo, right. It got people right. traveling to Bali, which was really important you know, for surf history, I think, and, and evolution of performance too. Right. Well, that's um, like, I guess I don't, yeah. I'm trying to think of like, which of the Australian films like really 
influenced you know americans to like go short get radical take a whole different approach and because evolution really encapsulate not ever morning of the earth really encapsulate i mean it's the yeah. best of the early aussie shortboardings and it's just such a good movie like a well-made movie all sorts of people then, the raw cauliflower after that too you know yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny like about 10 10 or 15 years ago i was listening to the radio here at bbc and they said that cauliflower in England was UK was at risk of becoming like extinct here because no one was eating it. So it was a big push to get people back into cauliflower. Now and, it's everywhere. Well, and right around the same time, um, I think it was the stereophonics, but I could be wrong. At the Barbican, they showed the end of summer, and I think it was this they turned off the soundtrack and they had the stereophonics just jamming to the film oh, wow for all these people and right around that time cauliflower starts to make a comeback you not the endless summer you mean uh morning of the earth they play morning of the earth yeah I mean. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, for our listeners if you haven't seen it there's a section where they're all up in byron and they're you know they show them going to the market and, and they're just like eating raw cauliflower which who the fuck does that <laughs> you know? steve cooney did it steve cooney did it exactly you know, but I mean, I love cauliflower, but it needs to be cooked for me. <laughs> I don't love cauliflower. I mean, with enough cheese, perhaps. Oh, I love cauliflower. Everything. I have cauliflower fucking pizza, man. Like the dough is made of cauliflower. It's, it's <laughs> paleo, baby. <laughs> um, but then probably by that point already, a lot of people were riding shortboards and ripping and stuff. That was, it was more evolution would have had the influence. But did it though? I mean, it's it, such a boring film. <laughs> It's yeah, maybe, so well, boring. I mean, yeah, maybe it wasn't the film. Maybe it was the the hype, um, the hype, the images from it in the magazines, like the yeah. picture, this, the screenshot of Wayne Lynch leaning over on that backhand bottom turn. Would you then? I would say after that, I mean, Free Ride would probably be the yeah. the other one. I mean, Five Summer Stories is debatable, but that falls more in the Morning of the Earth category, you know. And I think. I think Free Ride is more of an influential movie. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Morning of the Earth and Five Summer Stories more reflected the zeitgeist and gave it a, a, a picture. If you wanted to see what was life back like back then, those yeah. two, at least with the cool people anyway, maybe. I don't know totally. if surfing in New York was like that. I don't know. But <laughs> if you wanted to see what was cool in the around the turn of the 60s, 70s, then the, or the early 70s, Five Summer Stories and Morning Earth gave you the... Uh, the Antibidian and then the Northern Hemisphere versions. Exactly, exactly. Was free ride? Um, free ride made you want to be a pro surfer and wear Quicksilver's and ride a lightning bolt and yeah, and and get and pump in the tube and you know the, it really set the bar performance wise too. It's it's like this is the barometer now, um, you know. And then after that, it's beyond blazing boards. That movie had such an impact on the momentum generation, I think. I don't know if it did. did oh, it I mean, I know Aki's Air, obviously, it was such a big thing, but that was just one ride. Yeah, but it was that movie. I mean, uh, if you watch All for One, the Malloy's film, that they take a clip of that. Like that was in there. They talk about that. And you always hear them reference that movie. Um, yeah, maybe it was the Aki's air was, was really important, but that whole movie was, it really showed eighties at its peak, like early eighties, professional surfing at its peak and like high performance. And it's always considered 
up there is in terms of an influential surf film, I think. Hmm. Well, I wonder why. So like the the whole momentum generation, they yeah. worship the ground that Tom Curran walked on. Yeah. But in in Blazing Boards, there's only a little bit. There's him at the stubbies, like kind of mushy burly yeah. hair. There's him doing that off the lip at the beginning at the bow repairs. And, yeah. But uh, whereas Scott Dietrich did a much better job showcasing Tom True. Curran. And they, they were popular surf movies, but they never talk about Follow the Sun and it's weird. Seven Sea, Follow the Seven Seas, where they had really long and, and amazing surf stories. Those three films had really long, juicy Tom Curran uh, profiles, which all that footage is always used whenever they remake stuff about Tom Curran, but they don't talk about Curran in the eighties was was uh, an, an was totally was really difficult to get footage of him. It feels like, you know, you really uh, struggled to, to find a lot of footage, like a real satisfying chunk of current. But other not than Scotty D, not Scotty D. Yeah, but you know. He had those three films. Yeah. That, which is at least half, like at least 20 minutes with, worth of great current. Yeah. Plus he also filmed him from uh, for Sports ESPN. Illustrated. Yeah. I thought it was uh, HBO, it was HBO. It was yeah. HBO. They did a special of him at the um at the, the ranch. ranch. Um, those this one guy had had some. He but, had something on Tom, and Tom basically said, "All right, I'll do it." He didn't want to do it, <laughs> but Dietrich said, "Remember Tom," and he's like, oh, "Okay," <laughs> and he gave it up for him. He gave it up. He gave he even good, even but... kissed Marie in front of the camera for it. You know, down at Waimea. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, but it just for some reason it doesn't stick out. No one talks about it. No one talks about the Scott Dietrich films as much with as much reverence. I feel like. Mm. I think it's partially the music too. The On Blazing Boards had a really <laughs> good soundtrack. Um, you yeah, know, Chris Bystrom. We didn't mention his name. He's Chris the guy Bystrom. who made. He's the genius behind it. He was, uh, I would have liked if. And his narration was way more fun than Scott Dietrich. Scott Dietrich's narration was stiff oftentimes, you know, whereas Chris Bison was hilarious. That's our opinion. I know back at the time when I would read reviews of Chris Bystrom films, they would always slag him off. And I was like, what do you mean? He's awesome. You know, he was fun and he was, he was loose and like he played with, you know, the fourth wall and, uh, you know, it, uh, he, he could pick music if, if you know, like, oh, God rest his soul. If he was alive today and you're having an 80s party. Yes. Want He'd Chris be our DJ. Be the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Surf Into Summer could be that movie, too, of the 80s, potentially, because of the current Aki heat at Bell's. That segment was pretty mind blowing. Um, you know, you had some amazing Aussie surfing in there. It was a good snapshot of the Billabong riders. So it was, so it was a bit limited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, so we're talking about influentials. So those are your yeah. 80s influentials. Momentum um, would be the next one, right? Just, just is. Just is. All, and then, all, of, all of his films. And then, it, and then it's Litmus. And then it's Litmus after that. You know, Litmus and the Seedling, maybe. See, that's, I think, the Seedling. Oh, my God. I mean, that's. If you're of changing stuff, yeah. If if Thomas Campbell and Joel Tudor didn't exist, like the world would be a really different place. 
But some would argue with litmus too, because of Derek mm. Hines surfing um, it and it felt deep, you know, watching mm. it, you mm. know, and Wayne Lynch talking, you know, and he has the didgeridoo and the tent and everything. And for, for, you know, a bunch of American kids, you know, that, you know, seeing that shit was exotic and like, oh, yeah. whoa, and, and influential. And, and how many people went to Ireland after watching that? I know I did. You know, mm, mm. <laughs> really influenced Irish surfing, if anything. Definitely. Definitely. And the fish, of course. Yeah. You know, the, like the fish for sure. Like maybe, right? Like current on the fish and the rip curl films and the search films, obviously that was big, you know, and pictures of him surfing big waves on a fish. But Derek Hind actually really showing you what it was all about. That was. And well, Derek also was the one who who commissioned Skip Fry to make that fish and had to make a, you know, he made one version, then had Skip make a slightly uh, more forgiving version, had Kern ride that in the search films. And Kern was riding a whole bunch of Derek's quiver there. And I'm curious, like how much Derek's quiver influenced Kern and his way of thinking about boards. Uh, so there's there's a lot right that came out of litmus for sure. And, and I think that that one would be, would be up there for sure. Um, I feel like what's really going on might have to be mentioned though, because it's like a, you know, the, the, the time the lost film. Yeah. You know, okay. the, t- the timeline kind of splits off. You have a clean cut momentum generation, and then you have this rowdy kind of anti-hero what's really going on you know, gen, you know, generation in some ways. No. And yeah. 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 More, more the, the, the punky kind of. Yeah. Talker. Um, yeah. Like if you were going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, what Andy Irons and Chris Ward represented, you know, um, yeah. that type of, you know, like bad boy kind of. Totally. Totally. You know, and that's like, like kind of the split in surf culture. Uh, that's when like surf culture, I think really starts to fragment. Uh, you can kind of pinpoint it to that era uh, with what's really going on in momentum. You know, you had like, and, and the surfers, a lot of the surfers in momentum wouldn't really surf in the what's really going on. Or if they did, they were just shot randomly. They didn't, weren't filming so much with, you know, the, the lost crew. Mm. Um, so, and, and of course lost really, you know, uh, offended Taylor Steele by making momentum three, <laughs> you know what they made a film called momentum three yeah they made momentum three and taylor Steele then sent him a cease and desist and everything and so they changed it to uh dysfunctional i think it was oh okay <laughs> yeah. and so that really uh got uh taylor Steele's cackles up and up in arms as uh, matt would say warshaw he loves to use that word cackles. i think it's hackles hackles no he said cackles I think cackles is ha ha ha, but your hackles is actually part hackles, of your body. Maybe it's hackles. I'm sorry. I thought he said cackles on the phone the other day, but <laughs> you're saying it so many times, it's lost all meaning to it. It has cackles, hackles, cackles. <laughs> um, no, I mean all the films um, you're talking about. I know we keep, we we every so often we feel like we we have, we always bring this up. Like they're all very uh, male dominated, you know. Yes. Like, um, the and obviously, you know, girls don't surf is, is just phenomenal. Out. And, yeah. and that one, uh, 
is incredibly is that I would put in, you know, one of the like top most informative films. Yes. Um, and weirdly, it, and, and, and perhaps it's going to be one of the most um, influential film, one of the more influential Hopefully. films, you know, it's going to blue crush. It's but yeah, but, but also the, the girls don't surf is weirdly, I'd say it's one of those of the zeitgeist films, even though it's, of 40, 30, 40 years ago. Totally. But it's kind of capturing what's going on now, actually. In a way, Definitely. The of what's going on now. I would say Blue Crush, the Hollywood film, is probably one of the, would be up there with Gidget as one of the most influential surf films. Mm. So many women got into surfing because of that movie. You know, a lot of girls got into it. And Roxy clothing, like... Well, that's, being like, yeah, what did more, Roxy or... Blue oh, Blue Crush. Crush, Blue Crush and Roxy. It was a confluence of both. Um, Roxy was already on the was already at a, like a peak level when Blue Crush came out, but Blue Crush was like pumping steroids into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Weird analogy. Steroids sorry. has a lot of testosterone in it. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. I'm not, no, no, it doesn't. Test, those are two different things. But. I would say Blue Crush is is hands down a super influential and and got a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of female surfing and and was really I thought like a really fun movie too to be honest it was really it's really insulting too <laughs> they had Noah Johnson dressing up you know and they couldn't find there were plenty of female surfers who could have done that yeah I think we've talked about this on a yes. previous episode didn't we, we did. What what about like top biosurf films? Um, I haven't watched enough to say. I mean, all I know is really Kern and Slater, and then I, I've read about other biofilms, but I haven't watched any other bio. Ah, the one okay, there's one that I'd really like to see, but I don't think you can get your hands on it. What's that? Um, and it's it's one made in the seventies. Day in the get, life? No. No. Um, oh. It's made of a top Australian surfer. Um, I, oh, I forgot who made it. It may have been Bob Evans may have made it, but I'm not sure. You know Bob Evans. Yeah, um, yeah. Started surfing the world. Uh, Druin. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Uh, that was going to be my next guess because I know, yeah, I knew there was a Druin film, but uh, it's hard to find. I don't know. I have to, I have to go ask, ask around for that one. That would be an early, early um, profile film. That would be sick. I, I would say Day in the Life would be would be a good one. Wayne Lynch, Kong's Island, pretty good. <laughs> Kelly Slater. Would you Black call and White. Would you call Kong's Island a biofilm? Yeah, it's not like a, I'm not talking about di, like a documentary, but like surfer focused. You know, one oh, but per, it, yeah. But was it just one? I mean, I've watched it. It's I it's feel like and him, Chappie, and Rabbit get equal billing in it. Yeah, but it's it's Kong is the star, you know. Yeah. I mean, Kelly Slater, Black and White. You have like Jeff Booth and Shava and and Wooly and all them in it too. But you know, it's it's still focused on Slater, uh, Andy Irons, Raw, the documentary, Strange Desires, Letting Go, and Searching for TC. My picks. Oh, and Trouble, Lisa Anderson movie. Fucking amazing. Mm. Fucking. I mean, that was awesome. an actual movie, movie, like with a proper story. Documentary, but so good. 
like yeah. so good and surfing's good in it and seeing dave parmenter kind of do uh ace ventura pet detective uh imitations are pretty awesome it's worth it for that <laughs> what about i mean because I, I was just gonna say that's like in another league but then yeah. i've never seen the ross clark jones one. Oh, you, the the fifth element or a sixth element yeah which is uh, narrated by um uh what's his face you know from uh, oh you know from um easy rider um oh dennis hopper yeah he narrates it i saw that movie yeah and you didn't would... remember dennis hopper <laughs> it's been a while i was in what was that really i went to the premiere i went to the premiere in france and and uh basically i'd just come off doing a season in the french alps and hitchhiked a ride to biarritz where i got a free place to stay um because my friend who dropped me off he was picking up his buddy to drive to paris and they were flying to new york so his friends like you want to stay with stay in my place and gave me a free apartment for three weeks. Then my buddy Edward gave me a whole pound of weed to smoke for free, and then Michael Hausman was there. So Michael and I are friends, and he's like, oh, "I'm here for this surf film festival," and I got a, got free VIP pass and got to freaking hang out and see Ross Clark Jones and watch that movie in the theater, and it was fucking awesome and gnarly he's crazy that was a really good film it was pretty good it was really fun i mean i remember it had a big impact on me i thought it was amazing back in you know 2005 i guess it was that was a 2005 but if i were to watch it now i'm curious if i would be as as like wowed you know at that time Mm. that type of movie was few and far between like a mm. proper documentary, really well done, high budget and everything. But yeah, oh, dude, he's nuts. <laughs> I, I like what he's like, he, I don't know, he's still doing, he would keep a Porsche in Germany and then just when he had time, he would go to Germany, get up at three in the morning and go dawn patrolling on the Autobahn, just racing around. And he's driven on the Nürburgring, I can't say the Nürburgring, you know, that that death trap of a racetrack. Okay, well, that should lead into another great profile film, which okay. I actually have seen. We were talking about Speed. Yes. Oh, Archie. The Archie film. That's, which one now? Because there's really two Archie films. There's Are the... There? Yeah, there's Need for Speed, and then there's the Bill Ballard one um, that the name is slipping right now from my from me. But um, both I don't both, know the Bill Ballard one. Yeah, but the I Bill know the for one Speed where one they MCD. have all the, that was awesome. The Bill for Speed one. Yeah, that was a like especially good one. Eating the hamburgers at the surf shop out back. I love that idea. No, it's called Addiction. I'm sorry, it's called Addiction. But oh, he, it shows his tattoo. Shows oh, his tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. in the back and says "built for speed." Built you know, the speed. back of his neck. So you think it's "built for speed," but it's called "addiction," oh. which is a an ominous title oh, yeah. for a surf movie with Archie. But <laughs> um, yeah. I have it here. By the you're way, looking at. I see you yeah. turning your head. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the collection now. <laughs> but um, you know, and then. Yeah, that one was was pretty pretty awesome and pretty um you know there was also another one 
uh, that came out a few years even earlier that Astro Deck did. And um, God, oh, and it had motor- yeah, and Motorhead was on it. It was like a profile Whoa. surf film. Um, God damn it. Mike Matchmer is going to bust my balls for this. I'm totally forgetting the name right now. But yeah, there was another like he's had a few. <laughs> he's yeah you could watch him for days i guess yeah yeah i mean well what else what else here um <laughs> i mean but, I, I was gonna say like i mean we, we, could, we could do lists for days and days and days yeah, yeah. um well, i guess what, what's interesting is like the evolution of the surf film you know like to just talk about that like what it what the purpose of a film you know, like how we've used, how we viewed it over the years, the importance of them, the purposes they served, the stoke level, the soundtracks. And I mean, like, obviously how we view it, that's easy. You know, you started off watching it, you know, like people would show it, you know, in schools and halls and stuff like that. And you waited for ages and you'd only see one surf film a year and you'd get so excited by it. And then you could VHS, DVD, the and then back to and then the internet but then back to this the surf film festivals which which um we were talking about before but uh you the purpose they serve i think that's something interesting the barometer of performance they they serve for a while surf films Mm. particularly were like for a lot were like this is this is the status quo of of performance surfing uh i think for a long time for, uh, you know, that was what surf films were. They were, you know, a bit of a reflection of what was happening in the culture. Uh, the music reflected it as well. Um, they, the, the editing style, uh, you know, all reflects the narration. If they had narration, you know, reflected it. And, and the humor too, the, 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 the way they spoke, the sense of humor, all that kind of reflected what was happening at that time, I think. And they were meant to show like performance. Well, kind of like how you could look at a magazine from the seventies and the, the ads in it will give you a feel for uh, the, exactly what they value and all that. It gives you a, a time capsule providing absolutely. a time capsule. It, absolutely. You know? Um, and I think a lot of them didn't strive to be timeless. They were timely. You know, that was, mm-hmm. uh, that was a big thing. There was, they weren't, I don't think a lot of the filmmakers, I mean, except for Morning of the Earth and, uh, you know, uh, Five Service Stories, I don't think they were like, I think they, a lot of the other films were just, this is the time, this is what's happening now, man, this is it. And and those, I don't think a lot of surf filmmakers thought, right, I want this film to last and have a long life, you know? Well, yeah, didn't like John Searson and Bud Brown, they said they would like, chop up they would cannibalize their surf films from the year before and edit yeah. them and cut actually cut them physically and tape them to new ones and stuff like so the old ones just didn't exist anymore like exactly. and then they didn't care they were like well who's gonna ever watch that you know like yeah you, you so didn't crazy. you didn't now you're like, no what did you do that for that was classic you know but yeah they would exactly it's like when we used to cut up our surf magazines to hang pictures on the wall i know you're like oh if i could have that issue you know oh i know so much wasted paper man <laughs> so, <laughs> and now we spend our time trying to f- track down those issues oh, i know it's been <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you could just get an eos subscription 
<laughs> at least to get a little bit of that. Yeah. That's true. Yes, <laughs> that helps. But I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think a lot that like the purpose of a lot of surf films were to reflect what's going on in surf culture at that time. I think it's changed and evolved over time. And I think now, particularly, it's about, I think it's about having a voice in surfing and giving your perspective on surfing or your, your uh, vantage point. Uh, on surfing. I think a lot of films that come out now are reflecting other perspectives and other points of view of surfing. And it's about putting their own perspective on it, as opposed to reflecting exactly what's happening in surf culture at this time. So you're talking about what now. the purpose is of the filmmakers in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. What's the purpose of the film watchers in all the years, like in the old days, why did you know, like well, to keep I, current to keep current to entertain to uh, study analyze and improve your surfing a lot of it uh, I mean you, you know how often did we like would watch and sometimes slow mo stuff and like try to analyze the style and hand movements and then that would just get you know that would affect our style it would go in osmosis you know we would watch it and then we would replicate that. Um, so in some yeah, ways, I remember Derek Hine once wrote that getting to watch films at home, uh, homogenized style, because in the past you might only watch one surf movie a year when it came to town, the rest of the time, one, you were looking at photos and trying to work it out. And the other, you were copying who was the best surfers at your local beach before. Yeah. Which Whereas, I don't know if I totally agree with that now. I mean, if you, I mean, you look at what surf styles are out there now. I think you see huge diverse, you know, diversity in surf style and the way the boards are written. So I think the boards influence those styles, um, you know, and there's lots of offshoots, you know, from finless to people who ride boogie boards, surfboards. And, you know, there's, you know, and there, but there's also a bit of a functionality to surfing too. There's actually, you do, you know, Brad Gerlach's wave key is a perfect example of like you do this if you want to do this turn you turn your shoulders this way there's an actual functionality to surfing now we, we or we realize maybe there's a you know there's a mechanic to to everything and you gotta you know if you want to do a certain Media turn can be used to share that with people now exactly you know but yeah i think it was to to study surfing too for the viewer is to analyze and to to imitate or inspire um stoke up psych up to go surfing uh find new and they music said it, back in the old days it was also like real old days it was it was a social event you know like totally you could show up at the surf movie and and, and a lot of times you didn't know other surfers you only you maybe were just knew the people at your beach or you were the only surfer in the school and you went to a surf movie and you could hang out with other surfers and I mean, how cool is it going to surfers the movie at the Malibu Beach Club in Point Lookout mm. when we were young? Like that was one of the the highlights of my surfing film life, I think, because, you know, he's just saw everyone there, like all everyone from Long Beach and all sorts of surfers, all the people we looked up to. It was so cool, you know, and to get to hang out and talk to them. And I feel like there were you know, I feel like, yeah, the surf movie, going to see a surf movie was pretty awesome back in the day. And and, and in the surf film festivals provide that too, still, which do is they, awesome. Like, do you still like get to see, 
like I guess the difference is at the surf film festivals they're quite often in like in a in a big city so they're in, or New Smyrna I suppose but yeah. then in, in 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 Manhattan or London or San Sebastian like whereas before they would come to your local School. to Long Island or something and you'd see like surfers from the beaches around you and you wouldn't see normal people there you'd only yeah. see surfers whereas at surf film festivals the few that i've been to i look around it looks like there's people who probably are quite new to the sport i guess and you know well, i found it to be a great reflection of the community because mm. uh, uh, when i did the new york surf film festival I had the old crew from Long Beach come in. Big Ed was there. And I remember like about to present and he came up and gave me a big hug in front of the audience, you know, and like you had that crew. And then you had a lot of, you know, the newer surfers and you had your yuppie surfers. You had people from Montauk come in. You had your core group. You had such a mix. Um, you had kids there. It so was it did bring awesome. It. It brought a whole group of people together. And I feel like London does that. San Sebastian does that. Um, it, you know, it can bring people from the outer burbs outside of the cities, I guess. And, you know, especially if it's a big movie or a big film festival premiere and like New Smyrna, right? Like I'm sure there's surfers from St. Augustine coming, coming up and there's, you know, surfers from Ponce and from Cocoa Beach coming up as well to that festival. So I think like, and then also a lot of those festivals, what's cool about those festivals, they bring in the filmmakers or their pro surfers. In, and that's fucking amazing to be hanging out with those people. How cool is that? Like, so I think like the film festivals have, have done a yeah, great job of capturing that. That's a chance. Yeah. For them to get to see the reaction that see their audience rather than just wonder what's going on out there. There was, um, maybe a year or two ago was the vans did like a movie premiere and um i think it was and they did like you could order pizza and they would deliver pizza to, if you had watch parties and stuff and you could What's get a watch party you oh watch, if you're gonna get, watch it yeah if you're gonna watch it at home it. online and you can have people come over and they would send you pizza and it had Wait, came in van vans yeah sell you pizza they send would, it to you for free yeah whoa yeah, and it had like their own, it had like specific pizza places around the country and they had their own pizza boxes and everything. It was really Pepperoni cool. cutting squares like the Checo effect. <laughs> How cool would that be? <laughs> so I think like that shit's fucking awesome. That's a cool way to do it. That's very I also, cool. There's that, there's that um, I want to see this happen. There's this um, app Sling that people can watch uh, TV on. And there's a, a mode on it where you can do watch parties. And so you can watch a TV show or a sports game, sports game, yeah. and your friends can be on there too, like Zoom, and you can comment and heckle each other while you're watching it. It's pretty cool. So maybe oh, that's, that's so the cool. future. Yeah, you can do that. Like you don't have to be people you know. It could just be like an event, you know, where you'll go on there and you'll still see each other, like people that you recognize and stuff like that. That is, that'd be kind of cool. Like that's a cool way to do it, you know. I mean, I guess in some ways the WSL is a little bit like that with the comment section. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I hate comment sections though. It'd be better to see people's faces and see them say the fucked up shit. Then, then you can't hide. Mm. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I have a question for you. Like, okay, yeah. if what surf films have you seen that you 
can't get a hold of now that you'd like if you could just if you could put the word out there there's a film that you just can't get a hold of that you saw a long time ago and you can't find it anywhere because i've got a couple and i'm just i'm hoping well, somebody's listening to this and is gonna like savage okay. cuts one yes Rip curls. i've been back so that film Tyler, like, i've been <laughs> so. it's got catnip on it yeah where they're surfing uh, that, oh that might i think it is savage do you think they have easter reef too well, that's the Easter Reef one with a certain Easter Reef with Kern, Wayne Lynch, and uh, Shane Horan. Shane Horan. But then there's also a segment where Thomas Kern is around, the, it's somewhere in Victoria. He's surfing a left he, on his backhand and he's ripping. And it's right around the time of his, when he, before he wins his second world title. And it's like, oh, I would love Savage Cuts one. That's yeah. one of them. That's definitely one. Um, I need to get a copy of Bali High. I would, See, I would love I that. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I have. It's pretty cool. Bali High. Doo, doo, doo. I think that's on the Surf Video Network. I think it is. You know, this, by the way, Surf, Surf Network, highly recommend to people too. It does have a lot of classic stuff. Um, I honestly like, I'm like, I have a lot of them. You know, and a lot of stuff is is also available. And I'm oh, trying to do, do you Forgotten have... Island of Santosha would would be cool. Yeah, that's great. Like I was just reading about it today in Surfers Journal. That's not available. It might be on the Surf Network as well. I have to look because that's gonna... you know Sam George wrote a whole article in Surfers Journal on how that particular film is patient zero for every film afterwards that where they search for the perfect left-hand tropical reef break, you know, yeah. like before that they didn't, people did, that wasn't a thing. And then afterwards it was, are you looking now? You want a I'm podcast? Checking, I'm looking on the, the surf network app. Oh, this is, they this don't is have like, it. They don't have it. No, they don't have it. So forgotten Island of Santosha would be a pretty cool one to get for yeah. sure. Um, what about okay? Do you right. have this? Maybe you have this, yeah. and I'd like it. The Sun Deck film with Ken Bradshaw I doing got it. his length. You have it with I the lengthy interview here. and Kelly Slater surfing as a like a thirteen year old at Sebastian Inlet on the orange surfboard wearing booties. I have to look. Oh, can in, you upload it? I would yeah. love to see that film. There's also the Matt Keckley film, which I have. The Matt Keckley oh, surf movie. The diary where he travels the world yeah. and takes films and sees Tom Burgess getting stronger. Da, 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 da. It has, it's done by the same people who did the, you know, the Ken Bradshaw one. It's Try like the it. lowest quality surf film in the oh. world, but it's just such an amazing snapshot. It really is. Like the, the Keckley one is amazing because they're in Japan and they're ripping there. And then you have Slater at Sebastian Inlet, like, Super cool. Like what a what a fun, interesting movie. Um trying to think what else because we I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of them. So like I I feel like I've I've I have them all at my disposal for the most part. Um do you have like the, Pacific, one of the coolest I have Pacific vibrations too, I think. Oh, that's there. That one actually, no, no, I may not have it with the original soundtrack though. Mm. The, the, one of the coolest films I've ever seen were the, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, but the Run Man films, either Run Man 1 or Run Man 2. Got have em. you seen those? 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, got it. I'll get it uploaded. So fun. Ah. Run Man is there's one of my favorites is is just like the segment. This guy is on a red single fin pulling into shore break barrels, and <laughs> it's just yeah, it is some cool. The soundtrack's amazing. It that movie captures LA surf culture mid 80s for sure you know um surfers take two because surfers movies on the surf network but surfers take two is not and that has the slater versus mike stewart and they didn't have a women's segment in the original surfers movie i realized wait the one where where wendy botha says yeah just different like that's not in surfers take one no no, I watched it on uh, the Surf Network. I was like, wait, what happened to this segment? So Surfer's Take Two would be is actually the better version, the premium version, if you ask me. And Slater oh, yeah, That's at, the at only Trestles. one I know, yeah. Yeah, Slater at Trestles, you know, it was pretty good. All right, worst Hollywood attempts at making a surf film. <laughs> what, what would you put up there? Do you ever watch Chasing Mavericks with Gerard I Butler? Don't, I don't. I don't want to. It's, <laughs> it sounds bad. Is it bad? Well, it's Jay Moriarty's life. I know. Sort of, I know. But it's 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 not great. But it's not awful. It's <laughs> not watchable. Gonna lie. <laughs> not gonna lie. It's not awful. But it's not great. It's watchable. How about Blue Juice with Catherine Zeta Jones and Ewan McGregor? I've never English seen is, that. English's attempt. England's attempt. No, not a Tyler. You can't say. Oh, sorry, that. Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. Look, look, look. Does he run like a Welshman? Is he look? <laughs> he runs like a Welshman. Quoting I surfed in Wales guy. the other day. I know. Yeah. Um. That hang on. I just looked at the time. We've been talking for yeah. an hour and three quarters. You said you had to run tight. Yeah, we're good. We got, got a little bit. I can do a little late here. Yeah. How about how about best Hollywood attempts? What are you, what are your favorites there? We've talked about this before. Have you ever podcast. seen Tribes of Palos Verde? No. Oh, that's a really fun one. I kind of like a recent it. I, one. Yeah, though. it came out a few years ago. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was interesting. Uh, as far as surf films go, it's one of those movies where they use surfing as the vehicle. It's not the main yeah, point. Yeah. Um, you know, Tim Winton's Breathe. <laughs> With you, asphyxiation. You, yeah, you you were creeped out by it. You said, I was right? so creeped out because I started out watching and was like, this is great. I'm identifying with it. Wait, what? She wants him to choke her? What? Wait, plastic bag overhead? Well, what is going on here? What is this? It's a, it's a thing. It's a <laughs> it's, thing. It's the weirdest fucking... It just it's, goes it's, off. It's the, a free what? high. It it's is a- the craziest thing. Like, your listeners, if you watch Breathe, the movie... Be prepared to be like into it, into it, into it. Then what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Tyler, I, I, you need to expand your horizons. You're too too vanilla. <laughs> uh, no, I don't recommend. It's dangerous. <laughs> I love North Shore because it's the ultimate. I, it's, it's hero's I, journey. And, and well, it also it gets slated so much. It's it knows it's been funny, and I yeah. think I. I think it works. It's it's it not totally it's works. not a try hard. You're not looking at it cringing. You're looking at it being like, you know, this is you guys are having a good time making this film. Yes, <laughs> there's it's, loads of cocaine being snorted while making oh, it. Oh God! I, <laughs> I knew the I knew King. I knew uh, the real life turtle. 
You know, he used to live in New York and he's a sick glasser now in Hawaii, but um, he glasses John John's boards mostly. Really? Yeah. And uh, Kingsley, we, we called him, but his name's King and Brian King. And he was a real life turtle. And, you know, and he, the whole character was based off him totally. <laughs> and he talked like that. He totally did in real life. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, no. And he would surf in New York until like December in board shorts. He refused to wear a wetsuit. Yeah. Yeah. But I love North Shore because it's a, it's the, it's the, it's the total Star Wars of surfing. It's this hero's journey. Farm boy, Arizona boy goes, you know, on a journey, learns the ways of surfing, the soul surfing ways. I don't know. It's, it's, it's more the uh, karate Kid. Maybe Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But karate Kid. With, with a bit of. Uh, yeah. It's the Karate Kid of Seth. It's the Karate Kid. By the way, Cobra Kai TV show. Fucking mm. awesome. Highly recommend. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of surf films. Um, well, I but, mean, the, the one that, 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 that people say is the best is, is um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Like but it's that, surfing is that, the again the vehicle a vehicle in it you know or just a little side part of it yeah although i just think i don't know i cringed at the line i've been admiring your cutback for years that didn't sound right to me that was <laughs> weird how about surf ninjas i've never seen that awful movie but the best one apparently according to matt warshaw is surf's up we have yeah, to give. I'm so I've seen it a couple of times. It's it's good. It's yeah, good. you know, and and they actually managed to make surfers actors with Rob Machado and Smelly Skater. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't have to see them, you know. <laughs> and that's what helps a lot of it is yeah, is, is the scene. I think that's well, that's the thing. A lot of times, animation and CGI is better than the real thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can control it a little bit easier with surf with animation than in real life, I guess, mm, too. Mm. You don't have that whole going left and all of a sudden you're going right type of situation. No. <laughs> it's continuity. All right. So you know what time it is, James? What time is it, Tyler? Time for stump dump my, my bro. bro. Uh first, before we get into this, um, want to apologize to our listeners uh about the 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 brief break in episodes we're getting back on track you know we needed mm. a little bit of a break you know it's hard to do these things but we'll, we'll be back and doing consistent stuff and this summer you're going to be in new york for a little bit so we can do a live one too which would be great yeah um but uh all right so you want to give them a little break <laughs> Yeah, that too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. They, they were caught inside for a while. They needed yeah. a lull. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. I mean, I've got, we could do more than one, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, I have a bunch. Oh, have a bunch. okay. Well, maybe I'll go straight to one of the, um, uh, I'll go straight to one of the ones that has to do with cinema. Um, which... Uh, groundbreaking cinematographer mm-hmm. gave Mark Warren. So Mark Warren, you know, who's uh, you know in the late seventies was a mm-hmm. member of the uh, Bronze Dozies, one of the, the top five Aust- world and surfer star- from Australia. Also star of Band on the Run. 
great surf film. Yeah, oh, I've never seen Band of the that Run. One, that's another one that. I would love to see. Yes. You've if never seen has, it? No. If anyone has oh. Band on the Run, I would love to see that. That's And I wonder if that one's hard to show. So Harry Hodge of Quicksilver made it with, yeah. with Bugs, you know, Rabbit Bartholomew and um, Paul Nielsen and Mark Warren. Mark Warren and maybe Bruce Raymond was Bruce Raymond. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have seen a clip of it where they're in California. They're taking a boat out of a harbor and, and Rabbit looks like Mick Jagger, like he's dressed yeah. up like a rock star. Um, so, so Mark Warren, when he was, you know, early in his pro career and he was really trying to get ahead. So the question is, well, there was a groundbreaking cinematographer gave Mark Warren some competitive advice. And he said this, and this is the quote. By the way, I got this from the book you gave me, the, um, the Golden Days book of Australian surfing from Sean Doherty. I mean, that book is the ultimate toilet book. Like <laughs> each chapter, <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes max, maybe 20 minutes on some of the longer chapters. It covers, you know, like every like significant surfer in Australia tells a bit of their history. Yeah. It never gets too deep. There are some surfers I'm reading about like, oh shit, this is gonna be a bit of a downer. Nope, nope. It goes, it goes up to the edge and keeps it interesting and not too heavy so you can do your business. Anyway, this is one of the nuggets that I got from there. So which back to the question. <laughs> I'm definitely not getting this one. <laughs> which which groundbreaking cinematographer gave Mark Warren this advice? And I quote, Mark, if you want to stand out. You've got to paint your fins white and you've got to have contrasting colors. It will catch the judge's eye. You've got to do this. This is a very famous cinematographer, Tyler. So you could just name a few, even if you have no clue who it is. It's a like, like surf cinematographer film, like Hollywood. Oh, surf, surf, surf. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like Hollywood and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this is someone who's made, Who's, who's really good at at filming surfing and okay. who's made a, a couple of films um and and also very surprising who it was who gave this advice i i was surprised dan merkel no nope. spider willis no nope. um i'd expect it from merkel cuz he was you know yeah yeah um Don, not Don King. No, that he that he would have been too young then. And Larry, slightly older than Mark Warren. Yeah. Slightly older than Mark Warren. Albie Falzon? No. That, that, no, but it's funny because I wrote this down a, a few weeks ago. And when I came back to it, I thought the answer in my mind, I had out I was like Albie Falzon, because Albie Falzon, you would not expect to give Drake that McGilvery? No. Jack McCoy? No, do you want me to just say it? Or do, do you it. want a clues? No, go for it. George Greeno. Damn. Damn it. Why would George Greeno give advice like that? Sounds like the weirdest advice coming from him. <laughs> Apart from the fact that he's very practical. I guess so. I mean. I guess he helped Nat Young. He tuned Nat Young's fin for the 66 true, world titles. So true. You know, he'll help, even though he wasn't into competition. That he White filmed, fin. I think, the Coke Classic in the 70s, you know, for a Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Fuck me. I was just All like, right. can you imagine? Like, I was just like, really? All right. That was fascinating. What else you got? Well, you go, let's go back All and right. forth. Like okay, okay. 
All right. This film features Curran riding a Rick Twinfin during a heat with Matt Hoy and, and he utterly destroys him. Which surf video is this? Was it one of the Sarge films? It was, Scrap but which, yeah, but which one? one? Scrap- oh, I don't know. How many were there? There's a lot. Uh, t- take six. Okay, so it was the Sarge scrapbook film. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's the best. It's the comment. The dude commentary from Sam George on it is amazing too. The dude commentary. Yeah, because that's what Sarge Sarge puts a little comment. Puts a writes. You know how he has the little clip like comments at the bottom, and you Mm -hmm. hear Sam George over the background. Oh, he just destroyed him. Oh, my God. Look at that. He's just taking him apart, dude. Yeah, man. And That's he's, pretty and good. It, that sounds like him. Dude commentary by Sam George. <laughs> oh, I remember uh, Louise once when, when she saw um, uh, the, the Riding Giants and Sam George came on. So who's, who's this hunk? <laughs> He looked like a hunk, didn't he, with his blow-dried hair, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, go for it. Um, okay, another cinematographer one. Um, this one, I think, is just like something that people should probably know. So Nat Young, you made two films. or Well, he maybe made more, but two, two big films he made. Uh, one was The History of Australian Surfing. Mm-hmm. The other film that he made, um, what... It, it, it had a certain premise to the whole film, um, whereas the first one was the history of Australian surfing. The second one had a certain premise. It was a documentary, but what was, and, and the premise, it goes into the names. That's why I don't want to say the name. If you know the name, you know the premise. Oh my God, I can't believe I don't know this one. I don't know it. You have a- Do you know what the name No, I don't, for some reason. Well, okay, so the, the film was called The Fall Line. Okay, and it was film. It was a film where it compared surfing, skiing, and skateboarding. There were three three different sports which all kind of followed the fall line, and he wanted to make the comparison, so he would kind of show Uh, the whole thing. It was it was one of those first kind of oh I don't know if it was one of the first, but it it was a film which kind of basically kind of put those type of extreme kind of downhill kind of gravity sports together. Interesting, and he eventually. Um, it, I mean, he got, he ended up showing it, taking it to America and showing it on a local California TV station. They showed it. He got funding from the government to make it. Um, and if you, I'm not going to talk too much details, you could read Nat's book, but apparently um, uh, Day in the Life was actually uh, meant for that film. Interesting. Um, and actually the part where, uh nat and wayne lynch jump off the cliff into some harrowing surf that's actually in the film right? <laughs> yeah and that's also how he met uh his his second wife uh ty who's uh bryce's uh mom she was skateboarding for the film Amazing. and he eventually that. opened up a surf shop called nat's nat young's full line surf shop ah. all right um this filmmaker made the cult classic Life's a Beach film, Break On Through. Which filmmaker is this? I don't know the film. I mean, was that like when they took the tour bus around the country with yeah. Brad Gerlach and John yeah. Jones? It was like a bit of yeah. a hippie. Kind of, like yeah. almost like the further bus from like the yeah. electric Kool-Aid acid test. Exactly. And it's a, a, a surf filmmaker who's made other surf films. Yes. As well. 
Uh, I mean, was Sonny Miller? Did he? Yes. Did Good guess. Wow. I just can imagine Sonny Miller. I didn't know it, but I just thought Sonny Miller was good friends of Brad Gerlach and he would be fun and cool and yeah, make that. he made that and you can find it on YouTube. All right. Now we're going to do a little name that tune. Wait, I've got a one for you now. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll do a couple of quick ones right yeah. here. Okay. While we're talking about George Greeno, um, which top five pro surfer lived in George Greeno's treehouse for a while? What era? Uh, this top five surfer was top five uh, at the turn of the 70s, 80s. So it narrows it down. <laughs> um, Famous for living in that Byron Bay area. So that should give it away. Well, there's a lot of people who live in Byron Bay. <laughs> Not at the time. It was um, famous, famous for living in that area. Uh, I'm totally blanking. All right. Which top five pro surfer really got into kind of like nature living around that? Oh, time? Shane Horan. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Screaming to Blue. Another great yes. movie, by the way. All right. <laughs> who was who's Tom Carroll's uh, first surfing coach? Oh, famous surfer. Sean Thompson? No. no. Yeah, he was his competitor. <laughs> oh, yeah. What am I thinking? And sponsor. Weird. Sponsor. That's what I mean. Yeah. I know. Not Peter Mansfield as manager, though. <laughs> no, not Peter Mansfield. Yeah. Um, Manstead. Manstead. Sorry, Manstead. Um, but who then changed it to Pete Colbert, weirdly. I'm not sure why. Uh, Colbert. Um, Oh shit. Um We've mentioned him earlier on. Peter June? Yeah. All right. Imagine, what a cool diet duo. Yeah. Um, I've got two more quick ones. Uh, uh right. which which city? Well, I read I think this is true. This is also from the book. Uh which city uh did Tom and Marie Curran get married in? Uh Akitan. You're you're kind of close because of the name Akitan. Oh, Cronulla. Yeah, Cronulla. I know. I gotta go. I'm looking at this. I don't believe it, but apparently (laughs) did. And the last one, um, this is a this one. I don't think you get such a fun random fact. I know. Here's. I know. (laughs) Where did Tom Curran and Marie Curran get married? Cronulla. (laughs) Cronulla. I know. That's like getting married in Bayside, Queens, or something like that. You know. Um, All right. One name got first and second in the 1977 Aussie titles. Pro surfer, one name. One name. Got first and second in the same exact division. Uh, oh. It's um, a trick question. <laughs> Michael. How is it? How is it po- no, no, a, a first and second name. How is it possible for two top Australian surfers? But two for for a top Australian name, first and second name to get first and second place. How is that possible? Uh, they were brothers with the same name. Same na- oh, same name. Not George Foreman. Oh, it's- <laughs> <laughs> first son George, second son. George. <laughs> oh my god! 
god, I can't believe I'm flanking on this one too. It's a weird. I would have never got. Although afterwards, I'd be like, oh god. All right, I give up. What? Cole Smith and Cole, and Cole Smith. Smith. Yes, I know. Why are there two Cole Smiths? Right. Colin and Cole, like they should have distinguished them somehow. It was definitely confusing. I find it very confusing going back in history with that. Well, apparently Cole Smith from Narrabin um, found it confusing. There was some sort of, I, I think in the ratings, he wasn't doing so well uh, or something. And then he looked and he's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm in the top five. And he's like, but I'm also number 16. <laughs> oh, Cole Smith from Newcastle. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, that's, this is all from that book that you got me. It's, no, oh, wait, man. no, there's one more. There's one more, there's one more. Which 70s pro mentioned earlier made honey scented wax with dead bees in it? Mark Warren. <laughs> Mark Warren. <laughs> I mean, this is gold, you know, like every page is another useful tidbit of information to impress people at dinner parties with. All right. So, We're going to anyway. do a little name that tune and you have to guess the surf movie it's in and, and bonus points if you, or if you can guess the band too. Okay. Oh boy. From a Billabong surf movie, isn't it? Isn't nope. It? Oh, oh, I don't know. What is it? Okay, it is Bad Religion, Anesthesia, Momentum, Kelly Slater segment. Oh, okay. Okay. That okay. Really, I bet a lot of people got that there. Oh, yeah. I didn't. How about this one? Let's see if you can guess this one. I know this song. Oh, this is Tom Curran in 5x5x20x30x80 five by five by 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 <laughs> and surfing like the pass maybe or yeah. Lennox or something. I don't know who's singing. 5 19 the quarter. The band is Epperly and the song is Nice Guy Eddie. Yeah, Curran segment. Okay, hold on here. After he, George Greeno again shows yes. him how to draw the template using a piece of paper. And folding in half. Yeah. All right. So this one here. I don't know it. All right, that one there is Excommunication by Celibate Rifles. It was featured in 110-240, the France uh, segment, but also was in Mad Men Changing of the Guard by Chris Bystrom, circa 1993-94. Mm -hmm. Now, last one here we'll do. Hold on. Let me find it here. Uh, any, um This one you should know. Yeah. 
Please help me. Is that from a Billabong movie? That sounds yes. like it's from a Billabong movie. Yes, it is. Uh, it is. Alter Boys, You Found Me, from Surf in the Summer, Matt Warshaw, uh, doing the voice, the narration, Aki segment. Aki can make it happen. When he's it. like, when, when, he's feel, when he's really feeling it, Aki can make it happen. I'm trying to do the deep baritone uh, Matt Warshaw voice. I thought that'd be a good one to end it on. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, we just went way past what I thought we were going to do, but totally worth it. This was a big doozy of an episode. Um, this is like a double album. This one. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need a B-side version. Um, so uh, for all our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to the Encyclopedia of Surfing. Just go to eos.surf. Very important that you go do that. And, uh, you know, of course, follow us on Instagram at The Sunday Joint. I'm Tyler Brewer. And... And you're Jamie Brewer. I'm Jamie Brewer. You're my brother. And we just totally geeked out on Surf Cinema. Uh, hope I, I'm calling this episode Surf Cinema Celluloid. Uh, I thought that'd be a fun name. And uh, we hope to see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.